entire golfing. What up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to episode five of the Higher Golfing Podcast. And I am here today in Denver, Colorado at the clinic dispensary with Ryan Cook, who is the... Here, I'll let, it, I'll let you introduce uh, yeah, yourself. Sure. What's happening, Ryan? <laughs> no problem. Thanks a lot for, uh, for having me. I am uh, Ryan Cook. I'm the uh, director of operations uh, uh, for the clinic. And... Um, uh, yeah, we've been you know we've been here in Denver now for uh, for a little over seven years. So um, uh, awesome to have you come out and, and visit. Thanks. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, so what really uh, intrigued, I guess, brought me out the most and intrigued me was uh, the golf tournament that you guys have. I'm uh, obviously a golf. I'm a go- I'm, if you've been listening to the uh, podcast, you know that I'm a golf pro and that um, that also likes to use cannabis. And uh, so when I was you know, just poking around online, looking at things related to um, marijuana and golf, and your tournament came up, and your article in Golf Digest came up, and uh, and so you've been running this tournament for a good set. This is your seventh year in it, seventh, right? Seventh year now, yeah. The uh, the the seventh annual Clinic Charity Classic Golf Tournament. So uh, it's it's a, a, a amazing event, and if you uh, you enjoy golf and cannabis, this uh, this might be the highlight. So. That is basically what I enjoy in life. All the, that's pretty, what I try and do for what I try and do, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so that's uh, I mean, and I'm pretty psyched just to be in Colorado because I'm still yet to kind of see the recreational um, just side of this indu- this blossoming industry. You know, like it's brand new. It's just. Just happened what January first of last year of of twenty fourteen twenty fourteen yeah okay. so we've been uh, we've been doing this now a, a couple of years but you know ultimately the clinic you know we opened here uh, seven years ago um, in two thousand nine uh, and uh, you know operated as a medical dispensary for uh, you know up until uh, twenty fourteen um, you know ten ten dispensaries switched over on uh, January first twenty fourteen and and uh, we were one of the uh, uh, lucky companies to uh, to you know to to sort of make history you know it was uh uh it was a lot of fun it was very exciting it was um you know we had uh, probably about a thousand people in line uh at any given time for Damn. for uh for seven days straight um <laughs> you know people were waiting upwards of of uh, say seven hours uh to be oh. able to get into the dispensary and actually uh you know uh um you know um, purchase cannabis legal cannabis you know walk out with a receipt so uh it was it was pretty exciting you know and i think uh you know we had an opportunity to put up a kind of a a, a board of of the uh, united states and uh, in the hallway and let let everyone go and put a pin in the uh in the map where where they were from and uh it was pretty exciting to see you know uh, how, how how much uh um, you know, support we had nationally. That uh, how many people truly traveled long distances to uh, to be a part of this. 
Yeah, there's a there's like a whole like marijuana tourism basically business. Yeah, now now, now there is, now we have uh, you know 420 tours is a big one that's out here in Denver. I mean, uh, they will legitimately pick you up uh, at the airport in a uh, in a in a uh, you know party bus, uh, drive you around town, you know, bring you to different dispensaries to grow facilities, uh, you know, let you have an opportunity to walk through some of these places and and uh, enjoy cannabis the the whole time that you're on the trip. So it's awesome. Yeah, so cool. like legit. Nobody has to go to Amsterdam now anymore. No, no, uh, you know, and, and and ultimately, I mean, you know, these are as long as you're over the age of 21, um, you know, you have the ability to uh, come in and uh, access these dispensaries. I think the uh, extremely knowledgeable bud tenders that are out here. I mean, this uh, this industry has advanced fairly rapidly, but also, you know, through that uh, rapid advancement, um, has been a, a huge educational component. So I think it's been real exciting to see you know what we've learned um, you know the the testing that goes into this I mean this is uh, uh, Denver is extremely you know extremely regulated and, and I think um, you know we're proud of that I think we you know we wear that like a badge of honor because we you know truly believe that this was uh, you know setting the stage here um, nationally and we need to do this right so that other states you know have the opportunity to uh, uh, to piggyback off of a lot of these ideas yeah, and the thing I truly enjoy about watching this whole process happen is that it's actually honest, you know? They're not, like, saying, like, like what they used to back in the day, like, oh, if you smoke weed, you're going to turn into some random, you're going to turn into, like, a crazy psycho that's sure, going to, sure. you know... Like uh, I'm it's just a reefer madness situation. all googly eyed and like get all crazy and you know it's it's nice. I mean I mean you know I uh, yesterday actually we had a uh, a hearing. We're opening a new store on a um, you know uh, on on Colorado Boulevard and I twenty five. So it's a a real busy uh, sort of area of, of uh, Denver and um, you know sort of a main and main type property uh, standalone building and uh, exciting for us. We're we're really building a, a very high-end retail environment, um, uh, something a little bit different than I think, you know, even what we have, uh, you know, currently uh, at our stores here in Colorado. Um, uh, but, you know, through that experience yesterday, we had to uh, go through a hearing, you know, the city of Denver and the, the state supports uh, these different local municipalities, you know, coming up with their own regulations. And, and one of those is a needs and desires hearing uh, in Denver. And so um, we're required to uh, take a petition around uh, to uh, uh, it's a, a few thousand feet in each direction of our building um, and uh, ensure that you know the uh, community believes that there's both a need and a desire uh, to have our facility um, in that area and so uh, you know I, I probably over the course of uh, three days um, walked into say I would maybe 150 different uh, uh, retail restaurants uh, you know different uh, office type uh, uh, businesses and, and introduced myself who we are um, you know make sure that they know who the clinic is and and uh, um, you know the the type of business that we would be uh, how we represent the not only our company but how we take care of the community and and I think it was uh, it's 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 pretty well received. It's fairly uh, interesting, even uh, with the taboo nature of, of our industry, that you can walk into these dis or not you know not dispensaries, but uh, walk into commercial businesses, uh, discuss with them what you're doing, uh, and have them 
be willing to sign and support, you know, re really stand behind you. Whereas uh, I think in some communities, you know, across the nation uh, today, um, we're looking at you, the self, <laughs> that, that, that would not be a reality, you know? And, and yeah. so um, for me to have walked into say 150 businesses, including extremely national corporate companies um, and ask managers that represent those national corporate companies to sign a petition in support of a marijuana company moving into the area. Uh, as you can probably imagine, that's a bit of a challenge. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but you know, we ended up with, uh, with about 70 uh, individuals in the area um, signing in support. Uh, you know, we went to our hearing yesterday with uh, zero individuals showing up in opposition. Um, you know, so it, it's exciting to see like what has happened, not just with the state, but with, you know, uh, locally in this community. You know, I, I think yeah. uh, the level of acceptance is, is uh, you know, sort of uh, beyond what I think most individuals would probably assume. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, and it's, it's amazing that like, it's been this way, like it's been like such a taboo industry when you have other industries such as like cigarettes or alcohol that are, you know, that are not, I mean, it's not along the same lines, but like, it's still, it's like a, a substance that you're using to change your consciousness. Right. And then, so it's along the same lines as that. And it's amazing that like this one got so taboo for some reason, just because of what Harry J. Anslinger basically. Sure, <laughs> and, sure. And, uh, well, and, and, you know, I mean, I, I clearly it's, you know, it's been like that in our society for a long time. And I think, you know, as, as we continue to uh, reinforce who we are as a, as a business uh, and as an industry, I think that changes perception period. Uh, we have, uh, you know, I talk a lot about m my mother uh, in regard to the cannabis industry. And I, I say that, uh, you know, my mom, uh, when, when getting into this, you know, seven years ago, looked at it and from, from her childhood and the way she was brought up is a drug is a drug is a drug. And, you know, there's no difference between cannabis, uh, you know, and heroin. I mean, this is, these are, um, you know, you're, you which are, is, which you, is what people, which is what the government of the United States would tell people that like not what 30, 40 years ago. I mean, that's what, that was their, that was their whole argument. Like was like, Oh, that's going to lead. Like, it's just false. Well, and that, uh, like that's why that. now, you know, I think it's, it's our opportunity. Like I said, not only all of those responsibility, uh, those responsibilities that we have of, of representing ourselves the right way, but also providing products that are, uh, uh, that are, you know, interesting to, to the whole uh, market, right? Rather than the core audience that um, is, is uh, using cannabis on a fairly regular basis. Um, Say my mother, who uh, you know, or or um, you know, um, relatives or, or whatever, you know, my, my friends and, and neighbors that um, when they experience certain situations in their life, maybe say uh, a surgery, uh, a relative with cancer, um, you know, someone that goes through one of these really challenging uh, aspects of their life, they start to realize that cannabis may not be that bad, and that they have an opportunity to sort of try this, and so and it actually could be helpful. Like that's why. Helpful. That's why I think a lot of the you know topical companies and and uh, are really starting to um, sort of you know make the the uh, reach into mainstream, and and I think that's a uh, cartridge pens, you know, where you uh, you have the ability to have a little bit lower potency product. Um, uh, but you get those great benefits, the pain relieving effects uh, that, that we can add, you know, the CBD and uh, different products like that. So I think it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty exciting to see the way that this is evolving, uh, even just from 2014 when, uh, you know, we just moved into that recreational market. 
yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's super exciting, you know, it's awesome to see and it's awesome to, uh, to like have some honesty basically to yeah, like, I mean, for real. I've always found, um, cannabis to be, I'm, I mean, just, I, I almost find it like a creative in like, um, kind of fuel almost like when I, when I smoke cannabis, I like get, get you know, motivated to like work out. Like I, it's almost opposite of what most people, most people's, I guess, experience of it. Like, so w personally when I use it, I, I feel like I want to work out. I want to do something. I, I don't know if it's like me getting, I think, I think Rogan said it one time where it's, you smoke and you get paranoid that you're, you know, <laughs> that you're, you know, like you're just sitting around and your house is all messy. So it's like, oh, I got to clean everything up or like, <laughs> I got to go work out. Like, what am I doing just sitting here? But I mean, that, those are like some of those misconceptions about, you know, cannabis uh, period is that, um, you know, that this is the lazy stoner, right? I mean, you uh, smoke cannabis and, and you do nothing with the rest of your life. And, um, you know, I, we, uh, we sort of um, you know, talk a lot about, you know, learning about cannabinoids and terpenes and, and through that process, um, our brains evolving as to what we're really dealing with here. And, and that, you know, uh, we talk about, you know, that being the lazy stoner. And the reality was, is that some of that was actually true a long time ago. I mean, uh, CBN, which is a, uh, um, um, a cannabinoid as well, just like THC or CBD, mm -hmm. uh, CBN is, is, uh, uh, a degrative uh, uh, version of THC. So um, when uh, ultimately you heat cannabis up, um, you can lose those psychoactive effects uh, mm -hmm. and actually create a product that is a more, a more of a sedative. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, um, while shipping product from Mexico, as happened for years and years and years, uh, yeah. those were shipped in very uh, poor conditions, um, you know, uh, ultimately in high temperature uh, situations for the most part. Like and so when weed. individuals were smoking <laughs> cannabis here, uh, you were smoking CBN. Yeah. You were smoking more of a sedative type effect than the kinds of products that we have on the market today. So individuals come in now and can ultimately say, I'm looking for something that will provide energy. I am looking for something that will put me to sleep. I'm yeah. looking for something that is an appetite stimulant. Um, all, uh, I'm looking for an appetite depressant, uh, although uh, individuals would think that that is not a common characteristic of a cannabis plant. Uh, it is. It uh, is, yeah. and, and there are plenty of strains in which we can uh, identify what someone's looking for uh, and provide that, uh, that correct effect to them. Um, along with the entourage effect of, of terpenes. And that's sort of the, the new, uh, the new, new evolution, you know, and uh, I feel like we're, we're learning more and more, you know, uh, as the months go on, but uh, you know, this combination of terpenes and cannabinoids and, and how they interact with one another has a lot to do with the effect that, uh, that you're experiencing. So, um, so, you know, the, more research, more research. I mean, that's what we need. We need to, uh, you know, continue down that path. And I think if we can learn more, uh, we can, we can dial medications and or, um, uh, you know, products to patients in, uh, to, to exactly what they're looking for. Huh? Yeah. And I mean, that's, and that's one of the arguments I hear is like, Oh, cannabis is so much stronger these days, but it's actually just people figured out how to grow it right like it's not it's not just shipped up from mexico in a brick you know it's um like it's treated with care you know it's in the plant's entire life and that's the amazing thing about it too it's just a plant like it literally is a plant like that grows out of the ground 
And I mean, that was one of the disconnects I had growing up. Like I never really, like when you'd see the finished product, you can never really, I, I personally couldn't tell how that would come from a plant. Like it doesn't look like it and it doesn't. So, I mean, you know, like, um, I lost train of I, I, I deal actually, but I, I was going to touch on that because a lot of a lot of the the individuals, you know, we we are uh, a national company now. The clinic is uh, in in Illinois. We're in, in Nevada. Um, you know, we're opening in, in uh, Maryland right now. And and as we go through and, and work with a lot of these legislators um, nationally, uh, there is a huge education component that is required. You know, to even explain what we're really dealing with. I think that most people nationally truly believe that what you smoke is is that uh, the cannabis leaf yeah, uh, that exactly. you have seen for years and years, they do not recognize that there is a bud uh, that is actually growing. And so, you know, I, which I think seems fairly typical to all of us. We, you know, it's fairly intuitive, but you know, um, that's not intuitive to, to the national population. And Absolutely, so, yeah. uh, you know, it's going through and continuing to educate people and continuing to educate them as to the way in which we grow cannabis here. I mean, this is, uh, as you said, yes, it is a plant that ultimately just grows out of the ground. Um, but with the high regulation that has happened here, um, you know, most plants that just grow out of the ground don't just grow out of the ground. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it takes, uh, it takes yeah. a lot of work to make that plant ultimately grow and yeah, so uh, you know, you know well, yeah. big big food you know I mean er everything we eat uh, is ultimately you know it, it's uh, it's processed one way or another yeah. um, you know there's a there's a lot of uh, um, you know uh, pesticides and sprays and, and nutrients and, and whatever that are that, that are used on these and so um, you know here in Colorado we've we've looked at you know uh, our Department of Agriculture the 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 uh, um, you know, our med, the medical marijuana enforcement division that, uh, that oversees us, uh, both the city and state, um, the EPA have done a lot to really look at this and say, okay, if we're going to have a, uh, a robust cannabis program, how do we have a safe program? Yeah. Um, how do we ensure that the products that we're providing to these patients who potentially have terminally, uh, you know, terminal conditions, um, how do we provide them something that's going to ensure uh, that it is a, alter a, a, a healthy alternative, right? Yeah. I and mean, that's the way we're looking at cannabis is that this is a healthy alternative uh, to potentially other pharmaceutical drugs that are out there or, uh, or other things that people might utilize. So, um, I, you know, in that process, then we then we have to be very very clear with uh, the nutrient lines that we're using, the yes. pesticides that we're using, um, our, our microbial testing that we're uh, we're taking people through. So so testing has become extremely big business here in, in Colorado. Um, One hundred percent of the product of recreational product is tested. Um, all edible products are are tested for uh, homogeneity. Um, you know, we you want to be sure that when you grab a uh, a, a hundred milligram chocolate bar, and it is a uh, uh, you know a, the size of a, a of a typical uh, Hershey's bar or something that mm -hmm. uh, you would you would uh, normally be uh, uh, experiencing. Um, I want to know that when I eat one of those little squares, uh, that it is the exact same dosaging as it is throughout the rest of the piece. So yeah. you know, so so that level of testing uh, is part of uh, what edible companies get to experience. 
um, all of the concentrates that you smoke uh, out here in Colorado, um, you know, the solvents that we're using uh, to, to uh, create those concentrates, uh, we're testing for residuals um, following. So um, we do have very uh, specific levels. Um, we're ensuring that the product that is put on the shelf here uh, is a healthy product that you can walk out um, and, and feel confident that you've made a good purchase. So you don't think the uh, Mexican cartels were doing all that? I didn't <laughs> no, I, you know, I, uh, I know that they uh, run extremely uh, solid businesses, but unfortunately, I don't, uh, I don't think that that was part of their, uh, you know, their process. So. No, and that's, what, that's the great part about how this industry is evolving like that is that you start to get like safe basically safer results like you, you don't like you know where it's coming from rather than just getting it from you know this guy on the street or like a couple like homie knows a homie that you know knows another homie like right exactly you, know what's ha you never know where it's coming from there but that and that's so refreshing to to hear that like it's all being done legit and like the whole entire process of it is being you know regulated checked out and I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I mean, you know. even like when, when you go to a, a cultivation facility of, 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 uh, of ours, um, all of our uh, employees that are in that facility do go in. They change their clothes into uniforms. Uh, those uniforms are, are cleaned daily. Um, you know, we uh, are extremely concerned about uh, microbial contaminations happening um, by, by uh, humans. You know, we're uh, unfortunately, to tell everyone out there, we are sort of dirty people. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we carry those wherever we go. And so um, I know it's exciting that sort of concept of uh, uh, going in and maybe, you know, experiencing a cannabis plant for the first time. And you see a plant in your buddy's house or basement or something. And, and the first thing you want to do is reach out you want to touch it. You it's want to amazing, smell your fingers. Right? You want to you want to smell the bud. You know those are those are things that are exciting to do, and those are things that we need to ensure do not happen. Exactly. Uh, right. So that when you get you know when when you get an opportunity to experience the cannabis plant uh, from us or from the you know any clinic locations, uh, that you know you're getting an extremely clean product, uh, something that you can uh, you know feel comfortable smoking. Um, and so you know our uh, anyone coming inside of our facilities, whether it be a con contractors to do work or, or whatever um, do go into full Tyvek suits, uh, gloves, booties, uh, masks, uh, you know, face protecting, um, you know, the, the whole nine. I mean, uh, you do change from room to room. Uh, you know, these are, these are, uh, these are um, processes that we have to implement to ensure uh, and in large scale cultivation uh, when we do not use pesticides like um, sort of the natural agricultural world does. Yeah. Uh, this is something that because of the concerns right now in, um, you know, further testing on, uh, on some of these pesticides, it's just not something that uh, the city and or state of Colorado is, is currently going to uh, allow. So, um, so it, it, takes a, it takes a very clean environment to be able to grow these plants to ensure that you do not have contamination and or uh, pests that uh, could easily spread. Fucking spider mites, man! <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, uh, it is quite a challenge, and I think that you know most uh, most growers out there, uh, they know that they can go down to their local grow store, uh, grab a couple of uh, uh, bottles of, of whatever they might, uh, you know, we'll 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 leave those uh, names nameless, but, yeah, but <laughs> uh, uh, and 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 go back in there and take care of the problem, you know, and 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 ultimately, uh, like I said, that's just not something that uh, we have uh, the ability to do here in Colorado. Well, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, that, that it's awesome that you can get it to this level of, 
you know, of like cleanliness and like, and just get it to the, like this almost um, like laboratory based, you know. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, the, the regulation is something that although, um, you know, can be scary to some at times, it's also, uh, I think, extremely positive to, to help move the industry forward in general. Uh, without that, without that regulation, I mean, uh, this will continue to erode and fall apart. And uh, you know, we're we're really trying to reinforce something uh, here that, uh, again, like like I said, I, I re we really want these these out these states that currently have not adopted laws uh, like Colorado to see this and and be able to uh, uh, continue to expand upon it. Well, and the, how awesome is it that all of this? Ex, like all these taxes that they're taking are going to like such great things and like Colorado is doing phenomenal, right? Like, uh, I mean, wonder, wonderfully. And even, uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're able to uh, really uh, fill some budget shortfalls. Um, you know, we, we have 40 million uh, that comes off the top that goes right to, uh, to the schools. So awesome. um, continuing to improve school programs that we know have been a challenge for years is, is quite amazing. I mean, uh, you look at a town uh, like Aurora, which is, uh, you know, really the second biggest city here in, in uh, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, Aurora now is taking a significant portion of their uh, tax dollars that came from cannabis sales um, and very specifically calling out the programs. Um, they are building a new community center um, in the middle of Aurora. Uh, they have done some uh, street programs. Uh, they've built, uh, uh, they're doing some, uh, some things with the schools as well. Uh, but all of the programs are being called out very specifically as cannabis funded programs to let the community know what what they did you know they, yeah. they voted for something they supported something uh and by doing that it provided back to the community that's a great thing i mean we should all be excited about something yeah. and, and i think i was reading about the golf tournament gets like what was it if you got thirty thousand dollars for multiple sclerosis i mean you're just doing yeah i mean this awesome uh stuff. well you know at, at this point i mean now um you know in the ms society in general is something that you know really kind of hits close to home i mean we're uh we're we're a group of friends that started the the clinic you know i mean years ago and and uh i, I tell a lot of uh, a lot of people jokingly that you know our prerequisites are that we all went to uh, uh university of colorado boulder and and uh, uh, following Boulder, just kind of had a uh, Is that the uh, buffaloes. The buffaloes. Yeah. So we're all we're all CU buffaloes, and <laughs> nice. so um, so when we started the company, you know, it was probably uh, twenty of us that had all gone to college together, and um, you know, we, we wanted to uh, you know kind of uh, you know do something we could all be proud of, um, uh, something that um, you know would be meaningful, and 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 through that process. Um, you know, one of our one of our employees and friends, a, a, a grower of ours, his father had passed away with uh, progressive MS, and a progressive MS is it's a horrible uh, condition. Uh, it moves extremely fast. Um, you know, the, uh, the the word progressive there is is uh, clearly an indicator. Um, but you know, his his father went from. Uh, you know, walking, talking, very successful uh, individual to, um, you know, in a wheelchair being fed, uh, um, you know, uh, being changed by his son. Um, and I think, you know, uh, that really woke him up uh, quite a bit and, uh, you know, matured him very fast. And, and um, uh, after his father passed away and, and he ended up, um, uh, you know, coming into uh, to see you and being friends with all of us. Um, he ended up uh, finding out that his uh, girlfriend, after uh, a couple of dates, they were really, uh, uh, really, you know, 
becoming very close and uh, she decided to be honest and, and let him know that before the relationship got any more serious that uh, she had also been diagnosed with MS. And uh, so, you know, it was a tough blow for him. And I know, um, you know, us all, all being friends, I think that was something that he had to, uh, you know, he really, he experienced, you know, alongside of us and, and um, chose to definitely, uh, uh, you know, go through those struggles and, and uh, continue a relationship with her. And uh, I know they're real excited that they, uh, they just actually had um, their uh, second child awesome. um, uh, very so recently. Cool. They're married, obviously, now. And, and uh, um, you know, it, she's down to one medication. She takes one um, actual pharmaceutical medication. Beyond that, uh, she uses cannabis. And uh, it was one of the first individuals on the uh, medical registry back in, in 2000 uh, here in Colorado. And so, um, you know, our, our program has been in place for quite some time. It's just progressed slowly into the uh, recreational market. And so, um, you know, so for us as a company, it was really great to, to be able to support him and, and uh, uh, his family and what they've gone through. And I think so uh, to uh, uh, kind of get, you know, get involved with the MS Society back in, in um, you know, 2009 was sort of a no-brainer you know yeah. I mean if you if you really look into charitable organizations uh, you know worldwide or national charitable organizations uh, the MS Society uh, performs extremely well uh, every year where you know a lot of these organizations uh, unfortunately um, a lot of the money goes to pay for the marketing and uh, the uh, the CEOs and the individuals running those programs and um, the MS Society is is uh, highly unusual um, they're they're in the top 95 percent or top five percent of uh, all of the uh, charitable organizations that are out there um, in, a, in a sort of rating system to how much money uh, is donated to how much money goes to the individuals that uh, are in need um, and it just seemed like a uh, the right fit for us you know and so um, we had an ability to um, start uh, doing the MS walk um, which is a an event that's been going on here for for years in City Park it's uh, a lot of fun, really, you know, sunny, great event. We do a, a three-mile loop around the, uh, the park. But really what it allows us to do is, is to engage uh, all of our patients, our, our community, uh, our family members, you know, whoever it might be, by being an individual that wants to be an advocate and raise awareness for something. So, you know, I, I talk a lot that uh, awareness comes in dollars, and uh, that's kind of an unfortunate thing, uh, but it's also a reality to our world. And, and so, you know, it's important for us to really get out there and, and raise money. But through that, you know, through that effort of raising money, what we ultimately do is we provide awareness. Yeah. You know, you, you send out on your Facebook page, you send out uh, emails to your friends and family, you tell people that you're going to be walking at City Park and that you'd love their support, uh, you know, for, for uh, helping to, uh, uh, you know, rid the world of, of, uh, of this condition, you know, and so... Um, so it, I think it's really great. We all encourage all of our employees to sign up for the MS team. I mean, we've got uh, 150 employees here in Colorado. So, uh, and we ask them all to just to go out and, and, and attempt to raise $50, you know? Um, but, you know, there, we have employees that raise thousands of dollars. And, and so, um, you know, we, uh, we try to put, uh, put a big team together there, uh, go out and support the MS Society, you know, that day. And then we do a few other events throughout the year. And so the golf tournament is kind of the next big one. And, and uh, that's really, uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's also an opportunity to raise a lot of, uh, a lot of money. And so um, annually we raise about $100,000 on that day. Um, you know, we have uh, quite a few people uh, from the industry, but a lot of national uh, sponsors as well. 
really whoever you know feels the need to come out and kind of support something like this be yeah. a part of it celebrate cannabis because that's kind of a you know that's an important uh, component of, of what we're doing out here but um, you know we allow all of our uh, sponsors to set up on on each of the holes uh, you know um, and just have a have a fun party for the day. So did, did you find you have to like go out and find these people or did they mostly find you, the sponsors? Like did you just offer a, like a sponsorship package and then people just started coming running? Or yeah, like, I mean in the, in the first few years, you know, it took a little bit more work, right? Yeah. I mean, you had to kind of get out there and really push to get the uh, the golf spots sold. And, um, you know, but I can say I'm, I'm excited to say that this year, which we're doing uh, August 26th, at, uh, which is a Friday, uh, at the Arrowhead Golf Course, course here in uh, in Colorado it's uh, absolutely beautiful course I mean uh, one of the most beautiful courses that we have here in uh, Colorado and maybe nationally period I mean it uh, uh, a, a lot of people sort of represent uh, uh, that they feel uh, that must have been where the dinosaurs uh, were living you know I mean it's kind of uh, like red rocks um, you know kind of shooting out of the course and just beautifully manicured and uh, you yeah. know I mean it's it's a uh, it's it's something to it's something to see for sure it looks like a pretty um, decent track yeah uh, <laughs> um, but you know, per golfer this year, we're asking uh, $350 a golfer. So um, this is, uh, you know, you, you clearly know that you're you're coming out and you're supporting an event that is uh, that is ultimately uh, raising money for for a good cause. You know, I mean, well, and you get hooked up with a bunch of swag. I saw too. You get tea prizes, you get lunch, <laughs> drinks, all that. Absolutely. I mean, all so we're the, yeah. This year you'll have uh, we have chartered uh, uh, um, party buses that will be taking you from uh, Denver. Uh, it's about 40, 40 minutes to the course outside of Denver um, you know drinks and and uh, everything will be uh, will be included there uh, we'll arrive at the course and do a, a breakfast with with everyone um, uh, upon registration uh, everyone receives a gift bag in fact uh, um, uh, Pax is a uh, Pax vaporizers is yeah. uh, you know well-known vaporizing company uh, the Pax 2 vaporizer uh, which is about a three hundred dollar uh, 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 vaporizer uh, one of those will be in all the gift bags so um, you know there's uh, the gift bag value is probably around five hundred to, to six hundred dollars and um, uh, it's you know wonderful products not not uh you know your typical swag this is uh this is uh awesome. this is nice stuff that people provide and um and then out on the course you know i mean all of those sponsors throughout the day uh try to provide different things um you know uh at their at their booths um you, you know we're getting a bag of teas and a sleeve of balls no <laughs> you're uh, you're getting a little bit more than that and it's cool. giving them some real one-on-one -on -one opportunity to 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 you know um, promote their company and yeah. and uh, these are some uh, you know some uh, some individuals that uh, are probably the uh, the people you want to know in the industry so it's uh, kind of a, a great opportunity to to be in front of them um, and then yeah we we uh, we end up you know of course uh, although we are celebrating uh, celebrating cannabis you know we uh, we know that golf uh, uh, works well with a with a couple of beers as well. So uh, oh, so, me, man. Uh, <laughs> so so we'll have we'll have some drinks out of the course and then uh, oh, and dude, then I have one. My game just goes yeah, straight downhill. <laughs> oh man, it's bad. Yeah, you know most people's. Uh, and this, though, I I feel like I learned playing golf like so. I didn't get into golf seriously until I was about 22, and I used cannabis quite a bit at that time. So when I was really learning how to get good, um, I used a lot of cannabis. So now when I find that um, I use cannabis on the course. It just kind of like, it loosens me up. It almost gets me back to the, to where I, you know, started getting better at it. So it just feels like, you know, I just, 
I mean, I don't necessarily play better or worse, but I, I just enjoy it more. It's just like it's much more enjoyable, and I I I love it. I mean, I it's it's relax. I mean, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that anybody who's uh, uh, played golf before has also experienced some frustration on the course, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, cannabis Definitely. is something that uh, you know can can clearly ease that. Um, you know, I mean, I uh, I, I think. Um, uh, going out and you know dependent upon the way that you like to enjoy cannabis um you know n uh, anything in moderation i think uh, is good and so um you know going out on the course and, and being able to enjoy it i mean you're in nature it's it's generally uh, you know a nice day I that's mean, what i love about it you're just in, and you get to and you're not just hanging out like a bum in a park you know you're actually interacting with the park and trying to you know you know produce or produce your best score you know and trying to beat your best score and trying to you know, you're always trying to push yourself um, sure. when playing. And so, like, I mean, it's, it, it is. That, that is a definitely a great enhancement to that awesome outdoor activity where you're getting exercise. You're and a little bit of focus as well. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, I think, uh, you know, and, and again, it's, it's dependent upon how you experience cannabis. Um, yeah. but, uh, but I definitely, you know, as you were kind of um, referencing, you know, the sort of creative side and, and uh, you know, I gain a lot of, uh, you know, clarity and focus and, and, and uh, can ultimately concentrate on, on specific tasks, you know, and uh, it's kind of nice when I go out on a golf course and, you know, uh, with my buddies and they're, uh, of course, giving me shit and, you know, you don't <laughs> want to hit it in the water and, of course, I don't want to hit those trees and, uh, you know, uh, it calms you down a little bit and don't think about those things and can play, uh, play a good game. That's you know? one of, that's, that basically is the toughest part of golf is to be able to, like, shut your brain off and to, you know, hit a ball toward a target. Like, that's basically what the game is, right? I mean, I, you know, I, I remember back from, like, uh, you know, golf lessons as a kid that they, they told me to, uh, you know, listen for the birds. So, like, when oh. you could finally, like, block everything else out and, like, actually hear birds chirping, you're probably calm enough to go ahead and take your swing, you know? And exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, how many times have you been like, I don't want to hit it into that water. I don't want to hit it into that water. And then, and then in, the water. in the water. You know? See, the trick is to try and get yourself to, to – like, this is what I try and teach mostly in my lessons is, like, the pre-shot routine. Like, getting yourself visualizing the shot that you want to hit helps your body to hit that shot. Like – that, like the pre-shot routine, I feel is one of the most important things. Like breathing, you know, making yep. sure that you line up your shot, look at it, and you know, and try and execute it the way that you imagined it. And uh, for sure, I mean, I, I I wish I could say I'm some incredible golfer, right? Uh, golf forever. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, what I can say is that I still enjoy it, you yeah. know, <laughs> uh, which is I think uh, I think what you're shooting for, right? Yeah. And. Uh, uh, and all of that, I mean, over all of those years, uh, you know, going through that routine and trying to make sure, uh, a lot of times what I've ultimately realized is when, you know, when I am just more relaxed and go out and play the game and just have fun, uh, is when I play my best. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> and, when you, and when you're trying really hard to play really well or shoot a certain number, that's usually when you play your worst. Absolutely. You know? That's why it's kind of fun, you know, for a tournament like this, of course, that is ultimately celebrating cannabis the whole time. Yeah. Uh, of course, you have some people that will go out here and say, geez, I'm not a good golfer. You know, I know I'm not a good golfer. At the end of the tournament, like, 
we, we shot really well, <laughs> you know, like, um, uh, or, or the other ones that, of course, you know, by hole four, uh, forget that they were playing golf and they're just, uh, they're just, just purely celebrating cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Arrowhead's one of those kind of really cool courses that, you know, you have like a family of deer that sort of live on one of the holes and, you know, some, some cranes that live on another hole. And, you know, one of these, uh, one of the holes backs up to, uh, uh, sort of an open, uh, uh, horse uh, uh, range and so uh, there's a lot of you know sort of uh, not uh, although uh, uh, one of my buddies maybe enjoying cannabis out there too much was under the impression um, there were wild horses in, uh, in Colorado and this was amazing that they were just walking up to a golf course uh, uh, unfortunately he uh, clearly missed the fence but um, <laughs> but wow, yeah he's he like this is amazing I cannot believe this uh, um, uh, one of our Cali buddies uh, you know uh, and although Colorado is definitely a very open uh, you know we do have a lot of horses out here um, generally you will still see a fence so. yeah. <laughs> usually they're all taken by now, right? yeah exactly uh, so but it's a, I mean just a gorgeous course and I think I mean it's just one of those ones that you just you you want to experience you know um, uh, plus the uh, the individual kind of is working with us out there uh, on getting the, the tournament going. He, um, his, his mother uh, was also diagnosed with MS. So uh, a lot of people, yeah, I mean, it experiences, uh, you know, we, we experience this differently. And um, when, it, when it hits close to home, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to, uh, you know, kind of support in whatever, whatever way you can. Arrowhead supporting in this way, and I, you know, I appreciate it very much that they're, you know, doing what they're going to do for us. So Well, it's so refreshing to see um, a company that's you know moving toward the corporate end of it and not just focusing on gains and not just like you know we need a bigger building and then we need a bigger office and then we need to fly our CEOs around the country and like private jet like I mean the what is it capitalism has just it seems like it's been kind of detrimental to the overall society and it's nice to see someone that, uh, uh, an industry that's blossoming so rapidly but also doing the right thing with it too. It's, no, it's I, I appreciate that. I mean, it means it means a lot. I mean, regardless of what business we were in, uh, you know, those are the kinds of people we are. We would like to continue to, you know, work uh, in our communities. And I think, you know, um, as I was commenting a little bit ago, you know, I mean, with us expanding nationally, I mean, uh, as soon as we are opening in, in these uh, locations, um, we're immediately beginning the process of trying to figure out, you know, uh, what what uh, charitable uh, organizations can we work with? Um, how can we work with them? How can we support the community in general? Uh, what type of you know community related events, farmers markets, uh, you know wh whatever it might be. What can we do to improve the area where we are? So um, you know, and, and like I said, I think those are things that all of us should think. Uh, regardless of what industry Exxon's you're in, like you know, <laughs> um, uh, you know that's, are, that's, you know, that's important. And, and I mean, I hope, you know, I hope that most, uh, you know, most big corporations have some, you know, some sort of uh, community involvement like that, or, oh, thank you very much, <laughs> you know, community involvement or, or whatever it might be. But I think it's still, it's still important that, you know, as a, as a small industry, um, you know, we're, we really are. I think, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, that there's this sort of misconception that we're this huge industry and, and really taking over. I mean, uh, comparatively, um, you know, we've got a long way to go. And, and I think, you know, through that process, uh, these are the ways in which we, we, uh, 
uh, you know, we can we can support and uh, give a little example of, of uh, who we will be when we are a larger company or uh, a larger uh, industry in general. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. It's uh, it's. I mean, I really want to come up. Come up and play yeah, that looks really uh, cool. I, I, I really think you should. You know, I, we, uh, I, I, uh, I feel like now in Vegas, I feel like we gotta uh, try, somehow get the win on board and, and uh, yeah. you know go play that course. And although uh, I heard that they might be they might be tearing the win down. I've heard you they might be getting rid of that course. Yeah, that they, course was. Uh, it's. Uh, I had an opportunity one year at a. Uh, while while during a uh, cannabis summit out there in Vegas, go play that with a bunch of guys, nice. and man, that is a that's a gorgeous course for being completely manufactured in the middle of the strip, you know. And also not <laughs> USGA rated. It's not an official oh. like you can't post scores from there. Found no that kidding. interesting. Yeah, isn't that weird? I didn't really, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. But why, I mean, it's uh, I mean it's I mean to to walk you know through a uh, a Vegas hotel. Um, and down into the, you know, quote unquote pro shop, right? Yeah. Um, which you are then sort of whisked back into the uh, country club, right? Uh, yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, I know I've seen pictures of waterfalls. I mean, and uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's quite an experience, that's for sure. But quite an a Vegas experience. Right? Yeah, you know? yeah, it's, it's pricey, right? It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's pricey, it's yeah, pricey. It's you got to gotta hit the tables and do well uh, yeah. before you go play that course. <laughs> Yeah, I still have yet to play in Vegas. I'd like to get out and play a little bit out there. I mean, I love desert golf. I've played in Arizona a little bit. Um, yeah. But I still haven't played in Vegas yet. Um, L.A. is a different different kind of place for golf, too. Like, uh, there's a lot of private clubs. There's tons of private clubs all over town. And then public courses, you're, I mean, it's like a seven-hour round. If any public course in Los Angeles, it's brutal. Yeah, but, that's that's rough. I think a lot of the public courses around here are. I mean, I think uh, incredibly well manicured. I mean, they're mm -hmm. really nice. You know, for for the price. Uh, I mean, we honestly don't have uh, nearly as many uh, private courses uh, as we do public. So, really? um, you know, so it's a it's a great place to, I think to come out and play. Not quite. I I also you know coming from the Midwest can exp you know can appreciate that. Uh, uh, the, the types of courses that we played, you know, on out there where, um, you know, individual holes, you do not see everyone, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of the courses out here are, are fairly compact. You're, yeah. you're gonna, um, you know, it's, uh, you're out of bounds is blurred a bit, you know, with, uh, with the next fairway, of course, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. you know, <laughs> uh, comparatively to some of those Midwest courses. So that's, you know, that's, uh, and like, uh, also with like LA, it's um, we have that water crisis going on. So what's happening in LA is um, a lot of the courses are taking out most of their turf grass and replacing it with like native areas. Like our course just um, just took out 20% of our uh, of our grass and replaced it with just kind of deserty area with um, um, just to use less water. So it's it's interesting to see all these courses change and kind of evolve. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, due to the fact that, you know, we're having such a water shortage because we use a lot. I mean, it takes a lot of water and we don't get rain, you know, ever. It's, sure. It, and uh, so it takes a lot of water to keep all that grass growing. And so that's become kind of a main thing, a main issue about courses in L.A. is, uh, you know, how, how are they going to, you know, sustain with a drought, you know, when. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, 
we, are, we like we do provide a, you know a lot to the community and everything, but it's it's still we're using a lot of water. So For we, sure. we've done a lot of things like we've just dug a couple wells on our course um, to try and get well water, um, and also like I said, take, took out twenty acres and converted that to just native area that we don't have to uh, water. We've tr um, transferred we ripped out all the grass in the entire course basically and replaced it with uh, th this type of grass that doesn't need as much water and doesn't um, and just like in the summertime it thrives so like it uh, and in the wintertime it goes a little bit dormant but yeah I mean it uses like tons less water so in doing so we got a whole bunch of grants from the city for it and it's it's kind of become a struggle I've seen in LA and so uh yeah, that's, I mean, you know, I mean, Colorado, you know, we're, we're ultimately, although most people uh, do not understand that, I mean, we, this is a desert here yeah. uh, as well. And the so, desert, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. And so we, uh, you know, most of the, uh, you know, the, the green that you see out here comes from irrigation. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we experience some of those, uh, some of those same challenges, you know, go through the, uh, uh, the uh, drought periods as well where you know you're not allowed to water and you're not allowed so you know the courses can can turn uh, brown here pretty quick but I think um, uh, you know I think they're still still manicured nicely so I think uh, yeah. you know we uh, we go through our rainy season here at the very beginning like right now you'll look at the mountains and it kind of uh, uh, sort of looks a little uh, Jurassic Park-esque you know yeah. but uh, <laughs> it won't be long before uh, you know the, the green is gone and, and we're, we're back to a you know, a, a more of a, a brown color in the mountains, you know, so. Well, there's, I mean, there's one course in LA that, I mean, has basically, I don't know if they're on their own water or something, but they only have enough to water the green. So the entire course is just like brown, dead oh, no grass. Kidding. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's a really nice course too. They have 36 holes. I mean, it's a, if, if, if it did have enough water and everything, it'd be an elite facility, but like an elite public facility. Sure. But because of this drought, I mean, the entire course is just like, it's like a dust bowl. It's brutal. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, will, I will venture to believe that, uh, that Arrowhead will be quite, uh, quite nice for uh, this tournament this year. These, I mean, they, they're a big, um, uh, like, you know, wedding venue and that kind of yeah. stuff. So it's, they, they need to keep it looking nice and pristine, pristine out there. So well, the pictures look really yeah. <laughs> it, awesome. it, uh, it's, it's quite fun. And, and, you know, this year too, I think, you know, one thing that'll be fun is that we're, um, you know, kind of pushing more on like the spectator tickets. Um, there's 144 really? golf spots. And so, uh, the golf spots, um, even at a $350, uh, uh, you know, price per golfer, um, those sold out in, I think, uh, six days, I think is, is what the tournament sold out. Has it sold um, out this year? I got to get on Yeah, there. no, oh, it's, it's sold out. It's, really? uh, it's oh, all sold man. out, but we've, but like with a lot of the, uh, spectator tickets, you know, yeah. it allows the opportunity for people to come out and still really be a part of it. You know, like, uh, you can come out, you can participate in any of the fun, you know, sort of holes and different, uh, you know, games that we play throughout there. Um, you know, I was, uh, uh commenting earlier I think uh, uh, offline here that you know we do uh, uh, screen printing of our uh, you know we do shirts out on the course we've got uh, you know a lot of real fun so things. like what kind of shirts like what, what do you mean somebody could just come up and we do a couple of different logos for the tournament you know cool. and, and so uh, while you're out there and you're waiting to uh, to tee off you get an opportunity to uh, you know pick your logo they'll screen print a shirt for you and nice. uh, walk out of there with something like that so um, yeah I mean we've got uh, um, you know, we, a, a couple of, uh, bar holes so you can, you know, kind of, uh, choose a drink if you want. We've yeah. got, uh, you know, a few holes where they'll do, uh, 
um, you know, different uh, like dice games or, or stuff like that for a prize, you know. I mean, um, a few of the edible companies, you know, come out and uh, really show their full line of products and, and uh, you know, kind of talk about what they're doing. And you have like dab stations on the cars? You know, uh, you know, like you know not- the C- City Park, and that's one cool thing, is that the city of Denver in general, I think, has always been, you know, really uh, awesome to allow us to be, you know, to, to do this tournament. Yeah. Um, but they had always made it very clear with me that, you know, yeah. glass was something uh, which is absolutely just not permitted out on their course. And yeah. so they ask us to be respectful of that and, and uh, you know, uh, vape pens are of course uh, yeah. a, a big deal these days so you know everyone was uh, um, you know ultimately uh, uh, you know using those to, to, to be somewhat discreet out on the course so um, so yeah well we're you know we, we always try to be respectful and there are rules yeah. and regulations that you know we as a dispensary you know operate within um, but uh, but you know we, we, we have our fun too so yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean it's not and I mean it's not like I mean, it's not like you're, I mean, um, like if you're, even if you smoke, like let's, you know, just hypothetical situation, if you're smoking cannabis in public, the worst thing that's going to happen is, I mean, maybe somebody will smell it, you know, like, or, you know, there's not, I mean, it's not like we're, you know, firing guns in the air. Fair enough. Generally, no harm will come. Yeah, exactly. It's It's a very slight nuisance, like a. You know, I mean, what I would find, but I'll always, yeah, exactly. Be discreet, like at least, um, you know, professional, you know, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's why, you know, I mean, I think a lot of these, in fact, a lot of the booths, uh, because we do double up foursomes on every hole, uh, it does take a little bit of time, obviously, for you to be able to tee off. So a lot of these will be like relaxation holes. You know, they'll provide, uh, you know, uh, cold towels with lemon a and massage, uh, massage chairs, chairs yeah. and, you know, fans blowing so you can sit down. I mean, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we do a lot of those where I think it's it's entertaining. We've, we've of course, got the good, the, the real fun holes, too, with like, um, you know, hole-in-one holes and different... Yeah, you know, uh, close to the pin. Yeah, for sure. And, and you, you win some really good prizes at all of those. You know, hole-in-one is a, a trip for two to Hawaii for 10 days at the Ritz-Carlton. Uh, um, you get uh, a foursome at the five best courses in Maui. Um, you know, it's uh, and $10,000 spending cash. So it's, uh, you know, there's some there's some really fun prizes, right? But, uh, but you know, and primarily, um, you know, this is kind of about coming out and realizing that yes you've spent some good money to come out on, and play on the course that day but there's also a lot of fun things that we ask for you to uh, you know donate a little bit more uh, to you know be closer to the pin or, or take the, the pros drive or you know something along those lines and, yeah. and we really do encourage individuals to really you know open up your checkbooks I mean this is it's for a good cause and, and that's why you're out there that day is yeah. yes to have fun and yes celebrate cannabis and, and yes have a great time golfing but it's to donate money and it's to you know support the ms society and support uh you know what we're doing for them because uh there's a lot of people you know in need and and uh the the fact that we can go out and enjoy the course that day um and and uh you know play golf and swing our arms and move our legs and uh, there's a lot of individuals who clearly don't have the ability to do that Mm -hmm. um this is this is a way to help that 
So, um, so you know, I, I hope that people will continue to see this tournament for what it is and, um, you know, support it regardless of whether they can, they can come out and, and participate in it or not. Um, uh, if you can go to the, the clinic chair, or I'm sorry, the, the clinic Colorado.com, mm -hmm. um, you can go to uh, the uh, clinic charity classics page. Uh, on there and you can donate money directly if, if uh, you just want to support the cause you know I think that, uh, uh, that that's a big deal you know and we need that kind of support and we need uh, you know the the general public uh, seeing that you know we have that kind of uh, industry support yeah so it's I mean and, and you get to come out and play a beautiful private country club that you normally <laughs> can't play right but, but for sure I mean this is it is just I, I really it's it's stunning I mean I think uh, uh, I think most people would be uh, quite blown away to uh, to experience this course yeah you can't just show up with your foursome <laughs> on a Sunday and say hey can I get a tea time like at a place like that you know sure, that's exactly. awesome you so know, that's, so you get they get an exp um, a chance to experience that without you know put a you know, however much initiation fee and then a monthly fee to be a member there. Like, that's cool that you're able to get it in at a private club like that, too. And, and, just... and, a, and a lot of, uh, of course, then, too, some discounts come back to our stores. I mean, you're, uh, if you do come out from the tournament and you're, you're from out of state, you know, you get an opportunity to uh, uh, experience a, a legal uh, uh, recreational cannabis market, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty fun to be part of, too. So. Absolutely, especially coming from the states we come from, like New Hampshire. And they're like, uh, actually, but New Hampshire's starting to move more close to... Uh, Medical, I think. Getting there. It seems like most states are already starting the process and starting to see what you guys are doing and to be like, wait a minute, we're putting people in jail and costing us money for the same thing when we could be benefiting the entire community. We're like ruining lives instead of helping lives. I mean, it's, it's really inspiring. It's, I, well, that's cool. I mean, it's cool to see the way, you know, as, as this has evolved. I mean, yes, we are selling, you know, cannabis products. I mean, everything uh, extremely well labeled and, you know, uh, uh, potency information and uh, all that kind of stuff on, on all these packaging. So it should uh, allow uh, people to come and experience this for the first time and feel a little bit more comfortable than uh, maybe uh, you know from from that uh, guy down the street who uh, tells you that it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be salad so yeah. you know I, I think I think that's kind of uh, you know what makes it fun it also makes it fun to see you know the evolution of these brands you know and, and kind of where we're headed I mean um, like I said we have uh, uh, our new location uh, at 2020 South Colorado Boulevard that we're gonna be opening here in probably about uh, the next three to four weeks um, and, and that location, it's truly a really high-end retail experience. And I think um, through those, you get to experience not only the clinics brand, um, but we also have the bank, which is a, a genetics company. Mm -hmm. um, so we sell seeds um, uh, of different uh, different strains and crosses that, that we're doing here in, in Colorado. Um, we also have the lab, which is uh, our uh, concentrate company, uh, which has become extremely well known for our live resin products. So um, live resin and shatters and butters. And um, now we are, uh, we're doing our full line of, of live resin cartridges. Uh, so uh, you can, you know, very easy for uh, uh, individuals coming in, I think from out of state, pick up a cartridge. Uh, it's it's uh, quick and, and easy. You can toss it out so you don't have to worry about uh, uh, the concern of getting on an airplane because uh, yeah. that is, that is uh, uh, not the way we roll here in Colorado. You can come and experience all of this, uh, uh, but, uh, but leave it at the door, here, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, and, and come back and experience it again soon. So, you know, it's kind of, a, kind of the fun of coming out here.
I just saw a great video online. It was uh, about, like it was people pleading to other states and saying, please like move forward with cannabis regulation because we have all these douchebags that are coming to Colorado and it's just getting, <laughs> it's getting overwhelming. Yeah, I saw that, that video was hysterical. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really funny. But it, you know, although uh, very lighthearted and, and comical, like it is great to see that we are seeing regulation change nationally. And you do have to be an advocate for this. If you're in a state that doesn't have uh, medical laws right now or has not seen deregulation, um, you know, you need to get out there and, and, uh, and, and help support it, you know. Yeah. Um, organizations like uh, NCIA and uh, uh, DPA and, um, you know, th- these are groups that you, you've got a um, you know, you, normal, national normal uh, yeah. organization. you got to get behind these guys and support them and, and help them out so that, uh, you know, you can see those same kind of changes that we've seen here in Colorado. This did not happen overnight. This did not happen by one person doing it. Um, you know, this was decades. a this was a huge community. You know, decades, decades long. And the really fucked up thing is, who's against it? Like, like the private prisons. It seems like they're. I mean, you know, you you have uh, you have a lot of organizations. I think um, you know for different reasons uh, are, are against it. You know, um, uh, for different ed- educational components, or or, or uh, you know, worried about. Uh, uh, you know, children using cannabis uh, more, yep. or or uh, you know, uh, sort of uh, giving this impression that um, uh, you know this is something that uh, you know youth should be doing is is uh, is kind of uh, uh, kind of you know the, those are those are the ones that'll put up roadblocks. But you know, but at the end of the day, I, I, again, I think we see here in Colorado with the with the way that you know voting has gone for this. I mean, we clearly realize that a, a majority of the population is extremely supportive uh, and wants to ki- see continued research, uh, wants to see, you know, further development in the medical uh, industry. Uh, um, you know, that, that's what we're pushing for. And actually probably makes it tougher for, like, kids to get it. Like, when it's all legal and regulated and like this, it makes it a lot tougher. You know, like, I, kn- I know personally I could eat... M- in New Hampshire, when growing up, I could definitely get marijuana easier than I could get alcohol. You know what I mean? Because sure. it was the black market sort of thing. Like so. But as you guys can probably attest, you, you came into our facility here today. Uh, yes, you did enter in the exterior door, but you were in a lobby. That lobby, uh, you know, had a access control door that did not let you into the facility. Nothing um, displayed. Like uh, that's. You're not. Like... You, you don't see any cannabis from the outside. You don't. You know, that's not. There's not big pot leaves on the on the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're uh, you're greeted. I think uh, hopefully uh, warmly at the door. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, they'll they'll ask you for your your identification um, if you are here for uh, for just recreational. Um, as long as we can verify that you're over the age of 21, um, you know, then we can we can allow you to come back and and uh, uh, walk you through all the products that we have and, and explain it. But you know, this is not something where um, uh, you know a, a few uh, middle school kids are going to wandering off the street and somehow uh, be able to purchase. Um, that, that's just not a reality here. And, uh, and it's something that, you know, I think uh, the industry as a whole, as well as uh, law enforcement and everyone else pushes very hard uh, to ensure that that's the case. I mean, we have uh, our marijuana enforcement division, um, you know, continues to grow and expand. And, and um, uh, as they add investigators, um, we have continued 
um, uh, you know, sort of uh, mock, uh, you know, inspections and, and uh, uh, as well as um, training, you know, processes that they take everyone through. I mean, they'll come through with uh, under 21 IDs or fake IDs in general and uh, attempt to see if they can purchase. Um, you know, it's up to our staff to, uh, to ensure that, um, you know, we don't want to let them in and, and uh, we identify what the rules and, and, and uh, you know, regulations are. Yeah. Um, that's important, you know, I mean, and, and that, you know, that sort of balance and uh, check system that, you know, we go through, um, you know, in, ensures that we're running a solid program here in Colorado. You know, and I mean, same, it's the same with alcohol, you know, alcohol is, a, is something that you don't want youth to get a hold of and be irresponsible with, but that's, it's still in front of them in stores, you know, what I, you know what I mean? But we still regulate it, you know, you got to be 21, I mean, that's... We regulate it, but there's no question that, you know, as a, as a youth, I think uh, um, we have uh, probably all been there, uh, yeah. where you realize you can walk right into this store and you could grab that bottle and run, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not so encouraging that. I'm just saying that it is ultimately uh, an opportunity, you know, with something like this through multiple layers and doors. And, uh, you know, um, this is not accessible to the general public. I mean, yeah. this is not something where a kid can happen to wander in uh, and potentially get um, uh, a uh, wild hair about them and decide that they're going to do something. You know. So do you feel that the industry will progress? Like, so what I've, I've heard people, um, you know, afraid that Marlboro is going to take over the cannabis industry and like just and completely corporatize it. And like, I mean, do you, I mean, do you feel like I, and I've, I've always had the argument where I feel like it, it would be more like wine almost like where you have like, you know, vineyards that, you know, that. It's more specified. It's not really a giant corporate. Entity. Yeah, and I like, and I think you know Colorado, Oregon. There's 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 some states that you know absolutely operate under this you know capitalism type concept, right? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, here in in uh, in Colorado, there's um, you know say uh, well, geez, even in the in the Denver metro area, I think we're probably around 450 to 500 dispensaries. Um, you know, we've got somewhere around 1,100 grow facilities. Um, you know, whereas in, uh, say somewhere like Illinois, um, when we were issued, uh, we were issued, um, uh, three of 18 grow licenses for the entire state. So, you know, you, you, it starts to create that monopoly situation just by the product of the way the regulation was put in place hmm. versus, you know, say vineyards that as long as they can find zoning and, and land and they're welcome to open. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, that's not necessarily the case here. So yeah. uh, it's a different situation that we are creating. But I think that's also because um, this is uh, still federally illegal. Yeah. Um, we are still we still have some hurdles to get through. Um, these programs are attempting to be kept, I think, a little bit more controlled uh, so that we can prove that they're being run efficiently and effectively and uh, that we're not seeing diversion to other states. You know, I mean, that's something that is a concern to uh, bordering, you know, uh, uh, states that if they do not yeah. have these regulations, then clearly their, their uh, um, you know, community is going to cross that border, uh, purchase this product and cross right back over. Um, and, 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 you know, now we're uh, changing the face of these other uh, states. Well, you know, one, I guess the reality is, is that uh, cannabis is not new to uh, this world or this state or their state or, or anywhere else. You know? um, it's been going on for a long time. The difference is, is that we're now creating a regulated market, um, you know, that is, a, that is taxed. 
uh, and there's oversight and has testing regulation and um, you know and, and it's a safer uh, opportunity now and so you know I, that's that's what I hope these states will see not these these negative aspects of, of what uh, what they're identifying but yeah. you know what the maybe potential uh, benefits are which it seems like I mean which there is a lot of benefits that are already taking place I mean that's it's just awesome to see a pioneer like yourself doing like doing it and going through and setting these regulations and rules and working with all this, I mean, basically bureaucracy, right? That, I mean, that's... It is, and it's a, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of red tape to get through on a, on a fairly regular basis. I mean, even, you know, as I was commenting the other day, I mean, that, uh, that or I mean, just a little while ago, I'm sorry, uh, that uh, hearing that we, you know, experienced yesterday, yeah. uh, you know, this is something that is actually brand new. It is technically needs and desires hearings are, are uh, for the regulated alcohol industry. Um, and so as we in Colorado, as, uh, you know, Mason Travert and uh, Vincente Cedarberg, some organizations here in Colorado that, you know, pushed very, very heavily for uh, the regulated market, what they pushed for was to regulate cannabis like, mar or like alcohol, right? Uh, and by regulating it like alcohol, we were saying, we don't need to change the systems. The systems are in place already. Yeah. We know that... It's not, you know, there's educational uh, programs for individuals under 21. We want to make sure that they understand. It's not uh, a uh, encouraged, uh, you know, item to, you know, go out and be 15 years old and, and uh, go pick up a six pack, um, right? Yeah. We, we know that that's not okay. We know that the way that alcohol is produced um, in highly regulated and, and uh, um, you know, um, cleanly facilities and the way that it's, you know, it's manufactured in general. I mean, these are, those are the same types of processes that we're, that we're wanting to incorporate into, you know, the cannabis industry. So um, the way that it's sold, manufactured, processed, uh, uh, regulated, the whole mine. And so, um, you know, this is just a, another step, I think, in that direction. Hmm. It's, it's similar, but it's a little different. Like with, I find it's interesting with like concentrates and edibles. Like there's these different facets of this industry that are unlike alcohol. Actually, I did just see an alcohol infused ice cream bar. Sure. And I was like, wow, they're starting to catch on. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, you know, concentrates in general and the fact that, you know, it, it uh, they are susceptible to be utilized in a lot of different products is yeah. is a little bit different. No yeah. question. Um, you know, we yes, we do use alcohol in a lot of products as well, you know, and, yeah. and that's uh, that's kind of, you know. Um, something that we need to kind of uh, continue to explore uh, as long as we can um, regulate those and ensure that it is not getting in the hands of children uh, because of being more targeted towards them in a candy type product or yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, you know, I think on the alcohol side, they've, they, they do a very good job at regulating themselves to not go down that path. Uh, you know, we have uh, drinks that, you know, even in the last few years have come out and that have been more, um, uh, punch type products that have yeah, like, been uh, eliminated <laughs> off the market, you know, for, for uh, uh, high sugars and, uh, you know, things like that. So, yeah. so we'll, you know, we'll see if it, as our market, you know, evolves. I mean, I've, I've uh, uh, spoken to a, a legislator, you know, not too long ago who, who made the comment, you know, I mean, uh, alcohol prohibition, you know, um, uh, where we were from uh, years ago to where we are now. Uh, comparatively to where we are from, you know, cannabis being regulated here in Colorado just just a little more than a decade ago. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to continue to see that type of regulation. So 
Um, you know, so it's good. It's good, I think, in, in certain steps, and some are challenges. You know, that we have to continue to uh, uh, not just jump through the hoops, but jump through flaming hoops. You know, yeah. um, um, you know, those those will change over time. But I think um, that's where being a very organized uh, organization, uh, you have the ability to sort of deal with some of those. Well, I, I I'm just so stoked that we're getting to the point where, you know, as with cannabis or alcohol or any anything like that it's your own choice as long as you do it responsibly and safely and don't you know endanger others then why would that be something that you wouldn't be able to do you know like it's just altering your own consciousness and so it's great to see that it's just another freedom basically it's like there there has been this freedom that's been taken away from us that you know, if as long as it's used responsibly, doesn't harm anybody, and really doesn't have a victim, um, it's great to see the progress toward more freedom, basically, more you know, honesty and you know, integrity with this country. Because that's one thing that I found with the country too is, you know, like with all the um, negative marijuana um, propaganda, what like that makes. You know, that makes the government less valid in the other things that they're saying. So, like, if they're saying that this is, like, some demon weed that'll turn you into, a, like, a rapist, like, and then you actually try it, and it's like, oh, it just makes me a little hungry and maybe, like, you know, or a little sleepy maybe. Sure. Like, wow, so you're lying to me, basically. <laughs> like, For you're sure. just basically just giving me false information. Like, what else are you giving me false information about? It starts to build this, like, mistrust with our governing body, which is unfortunate. It's really sad because then, you know, like it just stems out a whole bunch of different problems. And well, and a lot of that, a lot of that honesty comes through the testing, right? Yeah. I mean, most of this, uh, uh, has ultimately only been allowed in places like maybe UK or Germany or, yeah. uh, you know, um, uh, Israel, uh, you know, I mean, they're doing a lot of the research and, you know, we're we're continuing to be fed propaganda research, um, which is ultimately the only research that's being done is by organizations that are in opposition of our industry, which you know, and, really and uh, is is just continuing to perpetuate something that we're 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 clearly trying to uh, to get beyond, you know. Yeah, and so it's just refreshing to see that more honesty basically is coming forth rather than more you know special interests. For sure. You know, it's uh, it's definitely refreshing, and I, and thank you so much for being one of those pioneers. That absolutely, you know, like I mean, it, I think it, you know the the clinic, you know, the bank, the lab, I mean, all of our our brands. I mean, we this is something we truly believe, and that if we're going to be uh, a, a a nationally recognized uh, uh, cannabis um, company, uh, those those uh, 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 you know. Um, the, the attention to uh, being an advocate and being passionate about cannabis as well as being responsible and, and uh, making sure that we're providing, you know, quality product for patients and customers, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's all one and the same. I mean, realistically. So I appreciate you coming out as well and, and having an opportunity to experience it. You know, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I, it's <laughs> awesome. And, uh, it, you know, it definitely takes a special kind of someone to see that, to like, to jump off that cliff. Like, it's not like it's, 
it's not like you're going into like financial planning or something like that where it's like <laughs> set in stone it's like it's, it's sketchy like you, this you changes every day you know i mean yeah. and and from state to state it changes you know significantly i mean the the regulations yeah. are are different and uh and i think you know each state will have to uh figure out you know what works uh you know what, what works for them um and and i think you know we just want to be able to be a part of that um, provide information and, and our experience and, and see how we can you know help evolve the industry in general awesome yeah man thank you so much for doing all that you do because it's bringing more truth honesty and goodness to this world it's uh it's definitely inspiring ah well thank you very much man. yeah and, and uh, uh, did you, i mean did you have that uh, i think uh, we're getting coming up on i'm not sure how much time but i think we're i think we have a little podcast <laughs> good. Cool, dude. Yeah. Went well is there anything uh anything else you'd like to plug or you know, I mean, uh, no, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I, uh, I mean, I I'd really encourage people to come out and experience uh, the clinic. We are uh, we are real excited about opening in uh, Vegas, actually, um, probably in about uh, a week or two. Um, awesome. uh, we have a, a place that's directly across the street from the Palms. Um, so uh, real excited. Um, our lab products, the bank products, the clinic products will all be available on the shelf here. Um, like I said, in, in the in the next few weeks, uh, we are open and operating in uh, Mundelein, Illinois. Um, and so uh, I think in in all of the uh, 60 dispensaries across the state, uh, you can find uh, a clinic products. So um, uh, that's pretty exciting. And uh, you know we're crossing our fingers that we'll be out in the uh, Maryland area pretty soon. We're uh, just starting a, a project out there crossing our fingers that uh, licensing comes through awesome. uh, as the state is still uh, working on that uh, that component but um, but you know we uh, we are, have always uh, you know been here in Colorado and we'll always be here in Colorado so you know with a, with a uh, regulated legal market you know we encourage individ individuals to come out here experience it um, and and uh, you know ultimately hopefully be a part of some of the uh, the events you know come and support the MS society uh, uh, you know the clinic charity classic golf tournament we uh, appreciate you guys uh, you know coming and uh, talking about it today we think it's a a pretty cool uh, event and, and uh, a lot of fun and i think um does some really great stuff for uh, for you know for the community and the ms society in general so it's it's amazing yeah and i'm and i am I can't wait to. Get, you know, I, hope, I hope I can maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we might we might be able to work a little deal for you. All so. right, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see what, see what I can work and uh, yeah, again, thank you so much for everything that you do. That's absolutely, it's, it's awesome and uh, it's very inspiring and I uh, and yeah, I'm I'm hoping to just bring more awareness to it as well. So uh, again, right. thank you so much for chatting now, with me. Now Ryan. now now we'll get you in the dispensary. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All, right, cool. All right, cool. Cheers. Thanks All a lot, right, man. Thank I appreciate you so much. It. All right, cheers. All right, and I'll probably leave you with a track from, uh, most likely from Alton Boogie Williams. So uh, we'll probably have that coming in right about now. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Higher Golfing Podcast. Again, like us on Facebook, tweet about us, do something, Snapchat. It's all good. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you again so much. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, my pleasure.
fight. I was